You're listening to Called the Homeschool, episode number 42. This is your manual to becoming the amazing homeschool mom you were called to be. Welcome, friends, to episode number 42. I'm going to talk to you about extracurricular activities today. This is a common question with homeschooling. I think some people think we have our kids locked up in the basement and they don't ever get out. If you pull them out of school, they suddenly can't do anything else but stay home all day. (laughs) That's not the way it goes. We just want to share some opportunities and options for extracurriculars when your kids are not in the regular school system because there's still tons of options too many options too many that was actually one of the things like it can be to the point of overwhelm how many options there are it's hard to choose at least in our area yes and maybe because we live in an area with a lot of younger children a lot of young kids a lot of homeschoolers too so there's just so 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 many options around here which is wonderful but you have to pick and choose and decide how much or how little you want to fill your life with which is another blessing and benefit of homeschooling right two paths we want to go on today it'll be a good one though i think you guys are gonna like this One of the things I really love about homeschooling is just that opportunity to really let your kids follow their passions. Mm -hmm. So if you have a kid who, like, she has a son who's just delving into music really intensely and is really following his passion there. He plays the guitar and he's performing with bands and he's able to do that because of this homeschooling path that she's chosen. I have kids that are really into science and so they can study science intensely or play piano all day long if they choose that. There's just a lot of paths you can take. That's kind of a beauty of it that I love. That's great. So Porter is my son who plays guitar. He does college and he can do his classes and how much he's supposed to do. And then he practices guitar for two or three hours a day. I don't have to ask him. He just like, he has set that time aside and then he can go to his band practice. The group he's in, if you aren't going to be able to be there, you have to have a sub so Mm -hmm. that your Mm -hmm. music is being covered. So people can ask him because they know he has time to then learn their pieces. So he's 16, almost 17 years old, right? I've been teaching him the skills of managing his time and doing all these things. And so he can do school. He's kicking butt in his college classes. He's doing awesome. And then still like go hardcore with his passion with guitar. Yeah, and it's so awesome. And have a job at the same time. Yeah, that's amazing. I know one of my worries when I started homeschooling is that my kids would miss out on a lot of those like traditional things like choir and band and, you know, all the stuff that you can only do in a school, supposedly. Yeah. It's like major homeschool mom FOMO. FOMO, yeah. (laughs) You get the mom FOMO. I think all moms have it, Mm -hmm. but I think homeschool moms sometimes feel it a little bit deeper because there isn't the like given opportunities and intentionally to think what is going to serve my Mm -hmm. family? What does my kid want to do? Instead of just like, here's the buffet, you have to go and get it yourself. Yeah, you have to seek it out. It's not just there at school given to you. But there are a ton of options. In the community, you can find a lot of options. There's community theater and choirs and sports leagues that you can put your kids in. In our area, and I don't know about everywhere else, but in our area, you can still, if you're homeschooling, put your kids into some of those extracurriculars mm-hmm. at schools. Yes, my son did want the to. jazz band. Mm-hmm. You I can see. put them in sports and different things like that if you choose to. We have never done that, but it is an option. It is, and it wasn't as hard when he did it for ninth grade. That's junior high in Utah County. They didn't even like ask a question. And he just was like showing up and just was contacting the teacher directly. But in high school, when he did that, they were like, wait a minute, you're not a student here. And he's like, no, I'm homeschooled. And they still they didn't, didn't worry about care. it. They were like, That's oh, great. okay. That's so funny. I think you just work with the teacher directly and figure out what they need. The recreation centers around us have dance and gymnastics and sports and karate and anything that you could really want as well. And so there's, I think there's I so many choices. Other than tackle football. 
I can find all of the things the school offers mm-hmm. outside of school. Does yeah. that make sense? Like basketball, you have intense leagues that are mm-hmm. different than the city leagues. Right. So let's say you're like hardcore with something. Tackle football is the only one that I've found that once you get to a certain age, it has to, do to it go through the, through the school. And mm-hmm. everything else, I have found that they have competitive leagues in soccer. Mm-hmm. Obviously bands, choirs, baseball, all the sports, mm-hmm. every dance. Yeah. Like all those things I have found even better outside of the schools. Outside than, of yeah, the definitely. School. There really are tons of options still. You don't have to be at a school to get it, but you can still make the choice to do that. Yeah. And my kid didn't do it this year. He said it was too much and he didn't feel mm-hmm. like he really learned as much. So, oh, really? Yeah. So he didn't do it this year. His band? He was doing two bands. Oh, okay. So he was doing his band plus the high school jazz band mm-hmm. and he didn't do the high school jazz band this year. We kind of talk of what subjects we want to do and then we each kind of prepare our own notes and then we come together. Mm-hmm. So Karen, as I go, We had pretty different views on this, which I actually loved because I think her viewpoint is amazing also. We can get so caught up into this extracurricular activity. They're fun and they're exciting. And if your kid's excelling at something, it's really easy to be like, yes, more. I want more Mm -hmm. of this. As I was researching it, and I'm really great at taking my kids right back out. Like, if this is not serving our family, I'm done, and I'm mm-hmm. out. And I took my daughters out of choir in December. I know. I was pretty impressed by that. Yes, and the one's <laughs> kind of sad about it, and I go, it's not serving our family. It's mm-hmm. kind of pricey, and it's all over the place, and they want at a drop of a hat for me to drive you somewhere that's an hour away. Mm-hmm. And then I have to sit there for a few hours and drive back home, and I stop. My life does not revolve around your extracurricular activity. And so, like, no judgment if that's the choice you Mm -hmm. want to make. A couple of problems with that for myself is that I think a kid starts to think that the world revolves around them. And when you're doing chores and you're doing, like, other skills like that at the house, it benefits the family. Yeah. But if you're just really good at music, it only benefits you. Yes, I can have these fun hobbies and even something that may be my career and something that's amazing, but... I don't want the world to revolve around my kid. I don't yeah. want my vacations to be where the tournament is. Oh, yeah. So, like, <laughs> Me neither. I think just one of my sisters or maybe two of them, they do that and they're okay with it. Mm-hmm. And so if my sister okay is that, that way too because yeah. her kids are very into sports and they yes. have a lot of traveling they need to do for that. And I'm like, nope, it does not serve me. I do not want my vacation to be in the middle of no man's land because there is a baseball field out there. Like I want Puerto Rico with the beach and like the sun and just awesomeness. So this next, and I'm probably going to say his last name wrong, Gordon Newfield. 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 He's written books. Also, yes. you can find him on YouTube. He has some amazing like, some TED Talks. Really, and really great. They're so good. They're well worth finding and listening to. And yes. I'll, and I just I'll link those book. in our show notes. There's a ton of studies about newborns and like toddlers mm-hmm. that when you have a baby, they try to get the baby right onto mom's skin mm-hmm. to get that contact. And if you breastfeed or even bottle feed to have touch, to be touching as much as possible. And with toddlers, they have the study up to age three that toddlers need to be held and to be touched. And then they don't have any study after age three. Mm-hmm. But the kids still need contact. They need attachment. They need the touch. They need this love. And so if you kind of think of it as a plant or just like in the universe, there's attachment to everything. Molecules have to attach mm-hmm. to one another. The sun is the center and the planets are attached to it. And so in a plant, it has to attach itself to the dirt. So a plant who has strong roots can have a big storm come through and it'll be fine and it will hold firm and hold still. But if it doesn't, it gets blown right over, it gets pulled out. So if your child is your plant, right, mm-hmm. and their roots to you, and I think to God, really. Yeah, like yeah. Would be or the whatever best, it is, you know, your family values and whatever you're... That they can then build those strong foundations first 
before you go out and say, here you go, little seed, best of luck to you. Like, mm-hmm. I hope you plant your roots somewhere good and firm and say, oh, no, I'm going to be very intentional. My daughter teased me about this the other day. Someone asked me, what's my favorite food or treat? And I was like, well, I don't eat candy. And they're like, yeah, but if you wanted to eat something fun. And my daughter even, she goes, everything you do is very intentional. If I'm going to eat this, there is a reason for it. There is an intent for it. I thought, oh, that's funny. With my kids, like, there's a strong intention. Makes me think of the parable in the New Testament about, you know, the seeds that fell on the different ground. Oh, that is great. So if they have this strong connection that they can be out in the world and somebody can offer them alcohol, Mm -hmm. and that's not part of my values, that's not part of my systems, or somebody trying to be super sexual with them, and they're just like no, this isn't who I am, or pornography. So what's happened is we're about three generations in of children not having a strong connections with families. Grandparents now, and this is according to Gordon Newfeld, that grandparents now want to be with other grandparents instead of being with grandchildren. Oh, interesting. So instead of this mentoring yeah. that's happening in these strong connections, you have peers mentoring peers. Mm-hmm. So if you think about the vocabulary you have versus even my two-year-old or Mm -hmm. our eight-year-olds, their vocabulary is very different to ours. Mm -hmm. And think of the vocabulary to somebody even older than us. If you spend time with somebody older than you and do these things with somebody older than you, it brightens your own mind. Mm -hmm. And now you have this group of peers raising peers, which is leading to some problems. Extracurricular activities are great when you have those strong yes, roots, yes. those strong values. I think that that is a principle of Charlotte Mason as well. The first few years of school are very like teaching him the, the basic principles of like home and family life and learning and doing things or TJ Ed. Yeah, it's okay. the TJ Ed more that I'm thinking of. But both of them kind of have those same concepts of, you know, the first few years, it's like teaching them the heart and the culturing, you yeah, know, well, those relationships. And the same idea. Where first you want to teach them your values and let them know that this is the most important relationship and the most important thing that they have is, you know, your faith and your family, whatever is most important to you mm-hmm. and getting that basis before sending them out to do yeah. all these other things. Well, and it's interesting because I have my eight-year-old would play with friends from sunup to sundown. It feels easier to yeah. just say, go play with your buddies. But what happens when he starts going with them too much is that he's having other eight-year-olds teach him what is right and what is wrong, mm-hmm. what is appropriate, what's inappropriate. And so when he goes with them too often, he comes home and harasses the baby. You have to make a choice. Is it just easier to say, keep going with your friends because when you're home, you're causing problems or which is going to give me bigger problems later Mm -hmm. or dealing with the problem now and saying, hey, we're going to actually bring you in and you're going to go with your friends. He can go with his friends three times a week. Mm -hmm. And we've just kind of limited it so that he can really learn values to learn how he behaves when he's with other people, how he behaves with his brother. And his friends aren't naughty. They're not little stinkers throwing rocks at cars. or They're just kids, but kids can't raise kids. That's and so, true. so extracurricular activities are fantastic once I feel like you have that strong foundation. I think that's a really great point. I let my kids do one activity. We pretty much do the same thing. Mine are all in piano. Okay. <laughs> and then I have one in dance. But it's our next door neighbors. So okay. she walks. So I don't feel like it's well, that we big of a thing. Well, we will talk about our co-op. Yes. It a lot of It does. We and do a lot of those types of things that are extracurricular type classes at our co-op. We have theater and music and those types of things there. And the kids there have the same values. Mm -hmm. And so to me, I'm okay with it because it's not like I have to like, okay, let's retrain how to do this. Let's go over this again. Here are some good things about extracurricular activities. 
So like I said, my son who's into music, I couldn't offer that for him. Mm-hmm. I couldn't help him go tour Europe. I couldn't go right. teach him. Give him a jazz band to yeah. perform with. Or theory. Mm-hmm. He's so into theory. It can teach kids things that I cannot, mm-hmm. especially past the level where I could teach him. So allowing them to really excel. And that's where you're talking about their passions. Yeah. yeah. And really being able to give them that. And honestly, it's sometimes it is nice to give mom a little bit of a break. Definitely. Like, okay, this is your time where you go do. If it is a break, if you're not having to be there the whole time or driving them hours away or whatever it may be. But yes. I love the simple life. And whenever it gets too busy and too crazy, I pull it back in. That's what I I do too. Took my girls Mm -hmm. out of the choir. And it was only one time a week meeting, but it kept changing and then like saying, okay, now scratch that. It's not on Tuesday anymore. It's on Saturday in a city that's an hour and a half away. (laughs) And so I thought this just isn't serving our family. So I like to ask that question. Does it serve my family? And if it doesn't, it's out. Keep your babies home. It's okay to not have them in everything. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think a lot of people who've had their kids in sports, because you can do tackle football now from first Mm -hmm. grade, they're burned out. We even have some friends who've been pulling their kids out of their intense piano Mm-hmm. Their intense gymnastics, instruments, strings, instruments. Mm-hmm. So all these things that they've been really intense with, it, they realized it wasn't serving their family. Yeah. You have your whole life. If you think like we live to almost 80. And like me, you can just learn to play piano in your 40s. Yes. I talked about that in the last episode. <gasps> I'm learning to pl- make a quilt. Oh, good for you. Do. That's right. That's awesome. Yeah. I've and done that. So. It's like learning doesn't have to just happen. All these extracurricular activities don't just have to happen when they're at home with you. You can just give them little tastes. Here's something fun. We can do something fun as a family, or here's one thing that you can go do. This episode to me is saying like extracurricular activities, everything has a good and a bad, just like cell phones, right? Either you use it as a tool to get better or it uses you. You have to pick. (laughs) It's so true. Do you have anything else to add? Um, Well, I just think often of friends and family members that I know that are so burnt out on their lives Mm -hmm. from the constant go, go, go. And that's going to happen just with busy mom life. Like that's just kind of a normal. But when you can choose what you're putting your time into and when you can choose less, I think that that's always a better choice in general. (laughs) Our church leaders have recommended for years Mm -hmm. of simplifying to not get the burnout, to not get... Yeah, I just do everything possible to simplify my life. My kids keep getting invited to participate in more things, you know, Mm -hmm. debate and this community theater and all of these different things. And every time I evaluate it, you know, is this worth it for us and our family in this time in our lives? And we're already so busy. And what will it take away? Mm Because we'll have to give up something to be able to do this thing. And so you just have to really think that through. Is it worth it to be constantly in your car on the go with your toddler always strapped in the back seat for their nap? Or yeah. is it better to just simplify and be home and have less? That's always my philosophy. Just so something to think about, especially mm-hmm. where we've been able to homeschool for so many years. I think these are some of the habits that we've been able mm-hmm. to create to not have the complete burnout. Yeah. And you talked about in the other episode about you had a busy week of doctor's appointments and all this. And so adding regular life Mm -hmm. on top of homeschooling, on top of extracurricular activities. And then our church has more activities there. There's just always a lot. And so when you keep it to the bare minimum that you can, I feel like that's always best. Yeah, and it'll just help you not have the burnout, and mm-hmm. your kids can do these things when they're older, too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, we love you guys. Thanks for listening in again, and have a beautiful week. All right, we'll see you guys. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to Call to Homeschool. Be sure to subscribe, and we'd love to hear your comments or questions. You can find all our show notes on calledtohome.com. Thank you.